It's time for episode 356 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, July 22nd, 2020. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the show where sometimes Micah forgets to write an opening line and has just noticed it. I am one of your hosts, Micah Sargent, and I am joined across the internet by my good pal, good friend, noted author, and dungeon buddy. It's Dan the Man Morin. How you doing, Dan? I'm doing okay, Micah. You know, they're not all going to be winners, is what I used to say. (laughs) I can't believe I forgot the opening line. You know what? Sometimes it happens. But regardless of that, we have two incredible guests with us. And one of those is a new guest here on Clockwise. It is developer for Mozilla, as well as the creator of Nudget, the app for budgeting. It's Sawyer Blatz. Welcome, Sawyer. Thank you for having me. Nice to be here. To my left this week, it is a returning Clockwise favorite, the host of the Nazil cast. It's Allison Sheridan. Welcome back, Allison. Hi, this is going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, Mike, Mike and I are both at the top of our game today, clearly, so this should be a good one. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, well, you know how the show works. Four people, four topics, and we are going to get underway because it's just 30 minutes. My question for you, Spotify just added video support for podcasts, and it has me curious, When is the last time you watched a podcast? And I say all of this with the knowledge that I produce four video podcasts in a a given week. So I understand the video podcasts are out there. But I'm curious, when is the last time you watched a video podcast, if ever? Sawyer, we'll start with you. Yeah, so I I use uh, Pocket Cast to um, do all of my podcasting shenanigans. And uh, what I do is I, if there is a video version of a podcast available, I will just have that one download. Um, but what's pretty typical for my flow is I just listen to it for most of it. And then when I can tell it's getting to more of like some of the actiony bits, I will flip over and actually start watching it for probably like a couple minutes and then I'll switch back to the audio version. So for me, I actually watched a podcast just a few days ago. Um, if we consider watching it, just uh, watching a couple minutes of the of the actual video portion. I, I'm trying to think if I've ever sat down and watched an entire video podcast. I think the answer is probably not because podcasts for me tend to be something that I listen to while doing something else rather than something that consumes all of my attention. That said, I have from time to time checked out things and like I'll have them playing in like a picture in picture window on my Mac while I'm doing other things. But as always, you know, my main pursuits are writing things and like editing or being on podcasts, none of which are particularly conducive to consuming podcasts. So I don't end up consuming that many even audio podcasts. So video podcasts are like a step beyond that. That said, like Micah, like I produce at least one video podcast a week or so. Uh, Have I ever watched an entire episode of one of those? No, probably (laughs) not. (laughs) So yeah, video podcast just not, I feel like it takes away a lot of what I like about a podcast. That said, I do know people who are huge fans. I'm thinking especially of there's the Critical Role podcast, which is a big D&D play podcast. And it is huge and has an immense fan base. And I have a cousin who has like literally watches that all the time and has like rewatched huge segments of it and stuff. So they're clearly have a, a niche to fill there. Allison, what about you? 
Well, like everybody else, the vast majority of my podcast uh, listening is on audio alone, but I have to say the last time I watched a video podcast was today on my iPad. Um, I do my morning ablutions while watching the Daily Tech News show every single day, and then um, because Micah clearly wanted us to suck up to him, I watch <laughs> iOS Today and Tech News Weekly. Those are always in the lineup, so um, I... When I'm brushing my teeth, I got to have something to do. I can't, I don't know, just listening, that's boring. Got to have something to watch. Got to have Bika staring at you while you brush your teeth, right? (laughs) (laughs) I I have that every day. I don't even pay extra for it. That's true. Dan calls me up. He's like, I'm like, oh, it's a tooth time, Dan. Yeah, yeah. Keep me going for that two minutes. I need need to be... All of that is entirely true. Anyway, uh, thank you all for your answers on that. I have to say that, um, you know, you, you know, once you know how the sausage gets made and you're reminded of it like five, six times a week, um, it becomes difficult perhaps to watch slash listen to podcasts. So I, um, outside of, having to rewatch parts of the show after the editor has taken some of the footage uh, that we've produced, you know, for an actual podcast. I don't really watch a lot of podcasts or listen to a lot of pod- podcasts. I'm uh, kind of an audio book person. But um, yeah, I was just curious. And it's interesting that Spotify is adding that to its platform. Uh, thank you all for your answers. And let's move on to our next topic, which comes from Sawyer. So with gyms closed and at least my anxiety at all time highs, um, I've been relying on technology a lot more for maintaining both my physical and my mental health. Um, and that has me wondering what everyone's favorite health related app or service they use is. Uh, for me, um, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I haven't been in the gym in months and that's not just because of the pandemic because I'm terrible at remembering to go to the gym. Uh, but also it's not open, which helps. Uh, so for me, I've been trying to make sure that every day I stay active and, you know, the biggest, uh, thing pushing me towards that is obviously the Apple watch and the activity app soon to be the fitness app. Um, having the motivation to close the rings on my Apple watch every day, even if I don't quite get there, is still a big um, push. Uh, it's a good way of reminding me that I need to get up and move around. And so I end up really relying on that and like the workout app when I go out for my daily walk, which I try to do every day, but don't always get to. Uh, and then on top of that, I think the other health app that I really rely on is um, uh, David Smith's Pedometer Plus Plus for step tracking, because it's just, it's a really great handy little app. It's got a nice uh, Apple Watch complication, and it just is another thing that reminds me like, oh, hey, I need to get up and move around and stay active because otherwise I will just sit in front of the computer or sit on the couch all day, and that's not good for anybody. Well, I would come up with the exact same answer, except for I actually did go to the gym all the time before the uh, the current situation. So right now I go up and down my stairs and lift weights at home and go on five mile walks. Um, and it, exactly like uh, like you said, the workout and activity apps are my go to's. Um, but I did do one other thing. I finally found a shortcut that actually helps me uh, found and then modified a shortcut that allows me to take my temperature and take my uh, O2 level and pre- I can just enter it into the shortcut and it puts it into the health app. And that's kind of neat to be able to see what your baseline is. And, you know, we were using paper and a pencil, you know, like animals. And, uh, <laughs> and that little shortcut's been been great, except for, of course, when it fails. 
<laughs> right. Yes, inevitably. Um, so for me, it's yeah, it's got to be the health app for iOS. Uh, I put as much information as I can into that app. And I feel like it's good uh, physical wise, because one of my most important data points and something that I uh, try to, to be aware of at all times is is my sleep and how well I'm sleeping or how well how not so well I'm sleeping uh, based on you know how late I have caffeine in a day or uh, what else might be going on. And so I'm always certain of that. Uh, and the health app helps me track that. But then also uh, mental health wise, uh, I have had different issues in the past with my heart. Uh, and I ended up, you know, in the emergency room in the past because of it. And it ended up being a diet thing. I was able to get it all figured out because I was uh, intolerant to gluten, it turns out. But with all of that, of course, came a concern that I could end up back in the ER with heart things. And so having all of that information available to me and being able to know that, you know, there's nothing out of whack as far as one can tell is very helpful to me um, in, in any given day to just to make sure I'm A-OK. So yeah, health app for me. Sawyer, why don't you round things out? Yeah, um, I, like everyone else, apparently, um, am, like, really into the health app, and also, like, same for me, like, the fitness rings have been really crucial in, like, just reminding me to get up and stand, like, that's something I didn't really have a problem with when I was at an office, and I would go get coffee or water or something like that, um, but, uh, like Allison, I was also a regular gym goer, and, um, it's been a very big shift trying to do all of that from home, so, um, one app that I've found super useful is Strong, um, and this is something that I was using before, actually, when I was in the gym. Um, but it actually has so many different exercise routines that you can really easily adapt um, basically similar muscle groups for um, an at-home workout. Uh, I would say on the mental health front, I have been using um, Dalio, which is basically just a mood tracker. Um, it's something that I didn't really use pre-pandemic because um, I felt like I had a pretty solid baseline. But um, yeah, just like all of the anxiety and... and uh, you know, tension in the world has uh, made me want to be able to keep better track of that. Um, and I will say that, like, it helps so much to know, like, oh, that was just, like, a couple bad days, right? And, like, now I feel like I'm getting back on track. So would highly recommend a mood tracker if you have not tried one before. Cool. Alrighty, folks, we have reached halftime, and I am excited to tell you about Pingdom. This episode, of course, is brought to you by Pingdom from Solar Winds. Now, do you have a website? And does your website have a shopping card or maybe registration forms or contact us pages? Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need Pingdom. Nobody wants their critical website transactions to fail. That, of course, means a bad experience for your users and lost business for you. But the good, good news is you can set up transaction monitoring with Pingdom and track set, transaction monitoring is going to alert you when cart checkout forms and login pages fail before they ever affect your customers or your business. Pingdom will let you know the moment any of these fail in whatever way is best for you and you can customize how you're alerted and who is alerted depending on the outage severity. Pingdom cares about your users having the smoothest site experience possible, and if disaster strikes, you are going to be the first to know. 
Listen, it's super easy to get started with Pingdom. You go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 14-day free trial with no credit card required. And when you sign up, you just use the code CLOCKWISE at checkout, and that's going to get you a huge 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom from SolarWinds for their support of Clockwise and Relay FM. All righty, Dan, what have you got for us? Well, I spent a long time the other day trying to come up with a complicated solution to what turned out to be a very easy problem. I'll go into it a little bit at the end, but I'm kind of curious about your experiences. Is there a process that you thought like, oh man, I can totally speed this up or automate this using technology, and then you discovered that you basically reinvented the wheel? Allison? Well, my husband Steve and I have 350 DVDs and Blu-rays. That's not a rounded number. That's actually from the database that I use, DVDpedia. And so uh, I created a Plex server on our Mac Mini, and Steve ripped the DVDs and Blu-rays to it. And now when we want to watch a movie, we go to the cabinet, and we pull the disc out, and we play it. Because, <laughs> you know, it works every time. As it turns out, you know, and it's easier to find what you want. And when you can, you know, you know that the uh, the creepy movies are over on the right and the happy joy, joy movies of Allison are on the left. And, uh, you know, you can see that the album cover is easier to see and it's higher fidelity audio and the video quality is better. So uh, and yet we keep doing it. Keep maintaining that flexor. <laughs> oh man, I love it. I just kind of want to replay that in place of mine just because the delivery was perfect. Um, I would say that mine would have to be home automations. Um, I, you know, have these sort of fever dreams where suddenly I'm like, oh man, wouldn't it be great if you open the door and the music of angels starts playing as the lights fade up from dark to this bright gold color and then you walk up the stairs and suddenly the living room and the kitchen light and, you know, getting all of these different things in place. And then it fails a couple of times after you took all of this time setting up this whole process about what motion sensors need to be used, what, um, what door opening sensors need to be used. And it would just be easier to go and flip the switch on as you're walking up the stairs and walk into your space. So definitely there are home automations at times that uh, feel like, why am I why am I completely redoing this when I can just use a switch on the wall? Sawyer, what about you? Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. Like, I feel like I'm getting to the point where I'm like, I don't want to fiddle with things anymore. Like, I just need it to work. Um, yeah, same, same vein as Allison. Like, I also have tried to set up a Plex server and like, it just seems to always fail. Like when I want, when I want to actually go watch something on my iPad in bed. So now I just bring my MacBook to bed. Um, <laughs> I will say like, as far as home automation, like I, I had a, um, basically like a sunset set for my lights where at like 9 PM, 9 30 PM, they would start to like slowly dim to like encourage me to go to bed. And I found that I just would turn like I would just turn them back on every time and I would just get frustrated and it would always be a fight in my house. <laughs> and so now I just now I just accept that I'm not going to go to bed when I'm supposed to. And I uh, I just turn the lights off when I'm ready to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, that's like that bedtime timer. I or like the when I turn on the uh, downtime thing on my phone, it's like, oh, it's 1130 time to stop reading Twitter. I'm like, I was in the middle of reading Twitter. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we, we both know that's not going to happen. Yeah, right? you, come like, on. Let's not pretend. Come on. <laughs> Uh, no, so the other day it was I had set up this complicated system uh, using uh, uh, Zapier 
uh, to essentially, I, I've been getting, um, sending out signed book plates for my books. And so I have a forum on my website where people can fill it out with their address. I was like, oh, I get an email about it. What I'm going to do is pass that email to a Zapier parser. It's going to add it to a Google spreadsheet and I'll just be able to look at everything. And it kept failing because of like irregularities and like address formatting and stuff. I'm like, oh man, this is a real hard problem. Maybe what I need to do is have it piped directly. I'll hack WordPress and have it directly piped from the form, uh, to Google spreadsheets, take out the middleman for parsing. And then my wife was like, you know, you can just download a CSV of all those files and just open it in a spreadsheet. And I was like, <laughs> huh, cool. So I spent the entire day doing this. And I guess Please that... tell me you at least blew a raspberry at her first before <laughs> you did it. I think we yelled at each other for a little bit over what was more efficient. And she's like, this is easier. I'm like, yes, you're right. So <laughs> uh, yeah, so I felt a little silly after spending all this time. And like part of it is I like doing that stuff for fun, like figuring out web service stuff and like how I can connect all these things. And like it was definitely exciting, but it was ultimately way more time and way less useful than the way we ended up doing it. So the short answer is she's very smart and I should just listen to her. Uh, anyways, <laughs> thank you all. Those are all awesome stories. Let's go to our last topic, which comes today from Allison. All right. What tech have you bought recently just because it was so inexpensive you thought, what the heck? I'm going to I'm going to just try that. I bought a a $16 lens kit for for the uh for your mobile phone that has a 15x macro and a 0.6x super wide angle. Like I said, only 16 bucks. I figured at that price I just entertained myself for a few hours if it was worth it. And uh, you know, spoiler, it turned out to be really fun. So what have you bought that was so cheap you thought, why not? Uh, yeah, so th- I actually have the box with me right now because um, I just recently purchased it. Eufy has uh, the-, the company that makes a lot of different tech accessories and, and home cleaning and all that kind of stuff. Uh, they have come out with, they've been really focused on security as of late. And so Eufy Security is the new brand and they have an alarm system, but they just recently launched for $50 a um a 2k so you know what is that 720 uh, 1080 i'm not sure um webcam but it's not just a normal webcam it actually has pan and scan technology so you can bring up down left and right the camera uh but plus it's got built-in ai kind of stuff but it's home kit enabled it has a two-way audio it can track and detect motion across the space and it was, I, I was really surprised to see this at $49, uh, on Amazon, a pan and tilt camera that, uh, works with Apple's HomeKit platform. So I thought, you know what? What the heck? I talk about this stuff regularly on different shows. And for $49, it's certainly worth a look into, uh, if it's something that I would want to add more of to my home. So yeah, uh, Eufy Security's new 2K resolution, um, pan and scan camera was my choice. What about you, Sawyer? So mine's less of a piece of tech gear and more of a tech accessory. Um, I am not someone who often buys uh, Apple Watch bands because they tend to be really pricey from Apple and also just like I tend to not actually swap them out. I find that that's like, even if it's easy, it, it's still I'm not going to think to go and do it. Um, but the Pride Band, the Nike Pride Band this year was so cool that I had to finally like just take the plunge and buy one. Um, and I've been super happy with that purchase. It was, I think they were $50. Um, and yeah, just like, it looks super cool. I had never gotten one of the pride bands before. And so I wanted, you know, this year I wasn't, we weren't able to do 
pride parades or any parties or anything like that. And so I was like, this is going to be my one thing to celebrate. So, uh, yeah, that's how it starts. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yes. I know. I'm waiting to have a collection now. (laughs) Uh, I think the last thing I bought, so many of the things I bought have been either boring or just like work things that are not fun. I think sort of the last fun thing that I did buy was I bought an Eve degree, a uh, little weather station gadget thingy. So it's like a little small uh, sensor that you can put in a room in your house and it gives you the temperature, the humidity, the air pressure stuff. It's HomeKit enabled, runs on like a pretty cheap little easy batteries and everything. And it's got a um, an e-ink display on it too, which is really cool. Uh, so I've got that in the bedroom in the house and it's it's really nice because I end up always trying to figure out like, well... It's it's the middle of summer here. It's at that point where it's like really hot out the outdoors a lot of time. We don't have air conditioning in most of our house. And so I will check sometimes and be like, all right, uh, you know, hey, hey, ahoy uh, telephone there. Uh, is it is it warmer in the bedroom or is it warmer outside? And then I can actually decide like, oh, okay, it's it's enough, you know, cooler enough outside that I can open all the windows and sort of cool things out a bit. So, uh, you know, just more nerdy data tracking, I guess, is what that's all about. Um, I wish there <laughs> were some more fun, like cheap stuff I could buy, though. I'm, I'm up for all these suggestions. The lens kit I bought was from Creaser, and uh, there's a link there. But uh, it's so much fun. Totally fun. It, it, the pictures aren't that great, but it's really fun. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out. I think macro photography is a lot of fun. Uh, folks, we are just about to the end of this episode of Clockwise, but we've got just enough time for a bonus topic. And here's my question for you. Do you make your bed in the morning? Be honest. Sawyer, we'll start with you. Uh, so I'll give you a solid sometimes on this one. <laughs> um, I, I live, I live in a tiny studio apartment. And so that's been super fun to work out of during quarantine, uh, with my, with my boyfriend. But, uh, basically if I don't make the bed in the morning, I sit there and like stare at it and it just like mocks me. And so I, I've been trying to be better about it. Um, I'll say that. <laughs> Every morning, Mike, I get up, I destroy the bed and then I get a saw, I get a hammer. I carefully reconstruct the bed. I make the bed every single day. Uh, and that way you always just have a, a fresh, new, nice bed to sleep in. Oh, oh, with the sheets and stuff? No, God, no. Uh, <laughs> I, there was a time I would have tried, but uh, my um, <clears throat> other half is uh, not as uh, <laughs> diligent about that as I am, so it rarely survives. <laughs> Well, I can prove that Steve and I are complete weirdos. Not only is the bed made every day, we fight over who's doing it right. Oh, <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, for me, no, I don't make the bed in the morning. But what I do do, and may also be kind of a, a weirdo thing, is that I make the bed be- right before I go to bed. I want the sheets just perfect, the pillows in the right place, the the blanket just where <laughs> it needs to be. And uh, yeah, then it's time to lay down. Crawling into freshly made bed feels so nice. But when I get up in the morning, I got things to do. I don't want to make the bed in the morning. <laughs> uh, wow, we are at the end of another episode. All that's left is to thank our incredible guest this week, Sawyer Blatz. Thanks for joining us for the first time. Thank you. And Allison Sheridan, thank you so much for being here. I think this is one of the funnest ones I've been on. This was great. Yes. Yay. Every week we're trying to get a little funner than last week. It's just a bar that we keep trying to surpass because we love our listeners. We do love our listeners. <laughs> well, Micah, that is all we've got for this week, but we will be back next week. Until then, we remind all of you listening out there, watch what you say. And keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody.
I, I was going to say, Micah, you managed to make me look less weird. <laughs> yeah, before, yeah, making it before, I feel like that's defeats the whole purpose, right? I only, <laughs> we only make it if we're like changing the sheets. And even then, it's usually like right before bed. We're like, oh, we should change the sheets. And then like, why make it? You're about to get in it. Like, I was raised to like make the so- bed a bunch. But like, oh, yeah, my, my wife argues like, no, no, it's better to leave the bed unmade. I'm like, I don't understand your logic about that. I don't think that it's better to leave the bed unmade. But I do agree that I would rather do other things than make the bed in the morning. The reason why I make the bed before I go and get into bed is because if I get into bed and the covers are all messed up and then my partner and I are sort of pulling either side of the the blanket and then suddenly you're pulling at the corner instead of against the flat that's supposed to go up next to you and so then the blankets get all you know crossways and weird and i i mean i can either buy square sheets and blankets or i can just make the bed (laughs) i gotta tell you we switched to uh wife and i actually use separate sheets now uh because we would just fight over them all of them well we went to we went to iceland and finland a few years ago and they a lot of the beds there they have like these separate like duvets like they're sort of like single size duvets on a double bed and we were like so they're like half size yeah like they were like this is brilliant like you could you 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 don't need to fight over the covers essentially right it's just the top sheet then yeah we do we have we have separate top sheets now because here's the other thing is i like to tell you tuck mine in at the feet and she does not oh my god dan are we the same person (laughs) yeah Because I want to have separate sheets and blankets, but my partner's like, but that's so sad because then you're not really laying with. And I'm like, it's the same bed. Come on. It's true. It's absolutely true. You get it. He hates to have his sheet tucked in at the end. Oh, it's so frustrating. Steve and I are so normal compared to you. (laughs) (laughs) 